Hello and thank you for tuning in to the Evening Standard of the D1T in 5 for Thursday, February 22nd. Let's jump into today's top stories. Fox Sports' Brian Fisher reports that, while CFP has been the focus of the FBS commissioners this week, there has also been more high-level discussion over changes to the early signing period recently, a source said. A number of stakeholders have been surveyed for their thoughts on a two-year trial of moving it up slash back or eliminating it altogether. Movement on potential changes to the December date could come as soon as next week. I'm also told that discussions regarding NCAA men's basketball tournament expansion continue to come up as well. There's one big obstacle however, CBS slash Turner would not be on the hook for ponying up any significant amount of new money to the NCAA, complicating the issue. The Mercury News' John Wilner talks with Washington State President Kirk Schultz about several topics, including plans for the Pac-12 Network studio. Wilner wonders whether the facility could be used by the outbound schools, which must produce hundreds of on-campus events for their new conference's digital media partners, whether Apple or Amazon would have interest in leasing the production team and equipment for their sports content, and or how WSU and Oregon State could use the networks for their own events. Schultz said, it could turn into an entity that's a real revenue generator. We're exploring what that looks like. Schultz also tells Wilner the Pac-2 is working through the last details to finalize a settlement with the outbound Pac-12 teams and notes there is an active dialogue concerning liabilities moving forward. While he declined to provide details, Schultz says former Commissioner George Klyovkov handled the separation professionally, adding, I appreciate that he took the high road. He could have made this difficult for everybody. On new Commissioner Teresa Gould, Schultz says she is leading the conference with no acting or interim tag. She wanted to work with us on the future assets, more of the strategy issues. She's not just running the operations of the conference. She's going to help us map the future. Extra points as Matt Brown reports Electronic Arts is sending out NIL contracts to over 11,000 FBS football players today, noting, sources familiar with the proposed contract tell Extra Points that the base contract will pay athletes $600 for usage of their digital name, image and likeness in the video game, along with a copy of EA Sports College Football 25 on a system of their choosing. The contract offer will be sent to all eligible players with the aim of achieving a roster size of 85 players per team for all 134 FBS programs. EA will also offer ambassador contracts to a select number of players who will be paid to promote the game on social media. Student-athletes from the service academies, though prohibited from signing NIL deals, are expected to be depicted in the game. EA also believes international student-athletes will be able to participate. As of now, Brown does not expect FCS teams to be included when the game launches. Also, Brown notes EA is committing to representing 85 athletes per team. That does not necessarily mean the 85 players who are on scholarship. And, according to EA, opting in does not guarantee the inclusion of an athlete's NIL in the game. ESPN's Chris Fowler and Kirk Herbstreet will man the digital broadcast booth in EA Sports College Football 25. They'll be joined by the ESPN College Game Day host Reese Davis, studio anchor Kevin Connors, analysts Desmond Howard and Jesse Palmer and former analyst David Pollock, who also send out tweets confirming their presence in the game. ACC men's basketball coaches are frustrated with the league's lack of respect in this year's net rankings, according to the Richmond Times-Dispatch's David Teal, who explains the Big 12 appears to be getting the benefit of the doubt due to its success last year. Specifically, Teal points out that while 11 of the 15 ACC teams had higher net ratings at the end of non-conference play, the league overall paled in comparison to the Big 12, whose teams, per Teal, played lousy non-conference schedules. 
In fact, 10 Big 12 teams had a non-conference strength of schedule below 200, including Iowa State, which began conference play ranked 7th in the net despite winning 0 quad 1 games. Moreover, 9 of the Cyclones' 11 out-of-conference wins were against quad 4 foes. Yet ISU's high ranking paid compound interest to all in the Big 12. In head-to-head -head matchups, the ACC is 9-3 against the Big 12 with 4 wins over teams ranked in the Nets' top 40. All conference selections from the group of five are more than twice as likely to transfer as their Power 5 counterparts, according to 24-7 Sports's Chris Hummer, who reports there were 241 G5 players selected as a first- or second-team all-conference player this year. Only 134 of those had remaining eligibility or opted to return to college football in 2024. Of those, 44, 32.8%, hit the transfer portal during the winter window. With the same criteria applied to the Power 5, just 15.7% entered the portal. Hummer also notes that, of the players returning to CFB in 2024, 39.3% of G5 first-team all-conference selections transferred during the winter window. That number was just 10.5% in the Power 5. Thank you for tuning in to the Evening Standard of the D1T in 5 for Thursday, February 22nd. We'll see you back here bright and early tomorrow morning.